listeners, welcome to The S Word. Today we are recording this from Tukaranto, home of the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people. Treaty 13 in Williams Treaty land. And remember, reconciliation means acknowledging genocide and taking action to end colonialism. I'm your host, Megan Christou. And I'm the producer, Amelia Garska. Together, we represent Opsu Sufpo Young Workers. We are bringing issues that affect young workers to the table to discuss, analyze, and strategize. In preparation of this podcast, I've been listening to KeepyCast, and I noticed on your convention podcast episode, you're talking about baseball. Yes. So we as a committee <laughs> took Megan to her very first baseball game. What? I never baseballed before. You never baseballed? Okay. I've never baseballed before. Oh my gosh, I'm um, so excited. I also have only been to... Uh, knee Sky Dome, now Rogers Center, uh, as a child to see monster trucks. Um, so it was very different, obviously. I yeah. was like, where's the trucks? Um, <laughs> where's the dirt and the jumps? Well, there's kind of dirt. Just a little bit. There was like the dirt. pitcher's mound. Well, and that, and I'm a person who asks a million questions. <laughs> it's very annoying uh, for some folks and really endearing for others. Um, I learned things like the bases are s- bigger. Uh, they have a pitching clock, which makes mm-hmm. the game faster. They didn't used to. See, all new <laughs> things. So I liked it. It was fast enough. Um, I liked that you could yell. That was uh, great. I yelled for my favorite people, mainly if they were from Cuba. Viva Cuba. Uh, Cuba Freedom Solidarity Forever. How do you favorite people? But that makes sense now. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. But I hate like groupthink. So when they were like, everybody clap your hands, I would just stare at the young workers and say, stop it. You don't have to do what <laughs> they tell you. Did you do the wave? Did you participate oh, in the wave? Thank God I left before the wave. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It's too much. It's too bread and circuses at that point. Like, I like the sport. Play the sport. Make game. Fast, fast. Yes, yes. That's it. So you didn't participate in the seventh inning stretch either? <laughs> Did I leave? You left before. Okay, yeah. Oh! I mean, I wanted, I didn't want the subway to be chaos, so I wanted to go home on transit. That, that makes sense. Okay. Still a city person. Acceptable. When it comes to seeing <laughs> sporting events. When you live in Toronto, you begrudge uh, sporting events. It's terrible. It makes everything busy. All right. Thanks, Amelia. I did like baseball. Uh, if you guys ever want to hit me up with another sport I should, <laughs> I should participate in to watch, uh, let me know. Uh, I do like rugby, though, and I understand the rules of rugby. Very niche and weird. I apologize. (laughs) Today, we're here with um, our awesome friend from CUPE. CUPE, for our OPSU listeners, is sort of like our sister, cousin, brother, family union. Um, They also cover a lot of the public sector. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much for being here today. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We also have our chair. I'm sorry to kind of cut you off there, but it's exciting. Taylor's never here. (laughs) The chair of the PYC committee is here today, um, and we have special interloper guests, but they're they're silenced. They don't have a mic. So uh, Henry and Nadine, what up? Shout out. Thank you for all your support. DRC for life. Okay. (laughs) Brittany, I know that QP also has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, your podcast was a big influence on uh, per, like encouraging us, like, wow, well, if they're young workers can figure it out, well, you're going to try to figure it out. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit, uh, like, were you a part of the starting of the podcast? So how our podcast, how QPCast became a thing is there was actually a resolution submitted by one of the, uni- I think it was, 
I feel like it was the university workers, but I can't 100% remember because I don't think I was there at the time yet. Um, so it was a resolution at our QP, one of our conventions that QP Ontario created a podcast. And so um, when we had time to act on that resolution, I was on the executive board and myself and um, at the time, uh, the Young Workers Chair uh, and another vice president, um, we, like the three of us, just kind of started spearheading it. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. So I've been around since like creating the podcast, um, like figuring out what we want to talk about, figuring out the name, like our themes, that sort of stuff. But I wasn't involved in the resolution portion of it. Well, I mean, I think that's actually kind of fascinating that it came to be through a resolution. Yeah, yeah ours was definitely like, <laughs> dear Opsu, <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this. Um, but that's cool that it actually came from the yeah. membership. That's yeah. really neat. Yeah, it's totally member-led, member-driven. Member -driven. So mm -hmm. who are your co-hosts on QPCast? Yeah, so the so there's myself, and then there's Tiffany Balducci, who's the second vice president for QP Ontario, and then there's Brianna Plummer, and she is on she is the on the Young Workers Committee. Um, she is also uh, QP has this really cool program that we just did called Wild. So it's the Women in Leadership Development Program. Um, so it was for uh, women who are uh, women or people who identify as women who are uh, racialized. And so she was a part of that group. So she's also, uh, they just had their graduation at our convention. Mm. It was so cool. It was so nice. So they had done this big program for a year. So it was wonderful. Uh, so she's a part of it. And uh, yeah. That's so just amazing. Those, just the two of us. That's cool. Or the three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. You're, you didn't count yourself. Oh, and yeah, I think and that's me. really nice. Um, yeah, and me. <laughs> I also, I mean, I so we jumped into the podcast, but I'm actually going to backtrack a bit yeah, yeah. because I think I didn't realize you were executive member as well. So can you tell me a bit about um, the job that brought you to become a part of the union and oh more involved in the union? <laughs> it's a good story. So I have worked for the same employer for 13 years. Um, and when I first started with my employer, uh, they actually, it's interesting, part of them are unionized and then part is not. And I was actually part of the part that was not unionized. And then after a couple of years, I just, uh, I had moved, I needed to move locations uh, because physically I was too far away, it was too much driving. So I moved locations and the location I moved to ended up being one of the unionized areas. And so I kind of sort of wasn't really interested, didn't really know a lot about it because I had come from the non-unionized portion. So I didn't really know a whole lot. And then I had a grievance. <laughs> I feel like this is how it all. This is how it starts does. with everyone. Yeah. And then I had a grievance. And, uh, and so I went to the union and I was like, hey, I don't think that this is exactly right. I think that there's something wrong here. Filed the grievance and then I ended up uh, you know, through the grievance process, I thought, well, I guess if they're doing this for me, then maybe I should go to one of their meetings. It's kind of close to where I live. There's no, I'm off that night. So I went to one of the meetings and the secretary treasurer at the time, she was um, the person that was helping me through the grievance process. And I walked up to her after the meeting and uh, I just said, oh, like, thanks so much, or I don't remember. I just walked up to her, maybe I wanted to ask her about my grievance, I don't know. And she was standing beside our president at the time and she just looked at him and she's like, Sam, I think Brittany would make a great steward. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what do you say, new steward? I'm like, sure. 
<laughs> and that's how I got started at my like at a local level. Mm -hmm. And I did end up winning the grievance. Um, yes, this which is, is what we awesome. love to hear. <laughs> yes, it was awesome, and it was a good one. But I can't talk about all, any of the details. Classic. A settlement. So, anyways, remember if you have a gap on your resume, just say I signed an NDA. Yeah. Anyways, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I can't talk about the details, but I ended up winning, and for me, it was a it was really exciting. And I thought, well, this is pretty cool. So then I started going through the process of you know steward training and those sorts of things. And then um, QP Ontario has an annual convention like OPSU does. And um, I actually ended up moving up from being a steward to being recording secretary. And this was, I think, about six years ago. Like on your local exec? Yeah, on my local yeah. level, on a local level. And then since I was now on the exec, they were like, well, you, you seem to be taking advantage of all these learning opportunities. Why don't you go to our, like, go to the QP Ontario convention? You can see what QP Ontario has to offer. Um, like, cause you know, there's sometimes you don't know everything when you're just in a local. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, sure. So I went mm -hmm. uh, and I met uh, the Young Workers Committee and I got involved with the Young Workers Committee. After a few months, I became a member of that committee and then I just kind of moved up from there. Um, in 2018, I got elected to the QP Ontario Executive Board as a member at large. And then a couple of years ago, I got elected as fourth vice president and then, um, Last year, I got elected as third vice president, so Amazing. just kind of moved my way up. Moving up, yeah, yeah, like a rocket ship trajectory, though. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> does happen, especially as, you know, more of our membership is aging and we need more mm -hmm. young voices at the table. Mm -hmm. It is sort of like you, you say one thing, you're like, I have a grievance, and then you're sort of like, oh, look, that's a cool educational opportunity, and they're like, okay. Take it all, like yeah. go, go for yeah. it. So that's amazing that you sort mm -hmm. of have that presence. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to circle back then to QP um, cast. Mm -hmm. When you were so you got your mandate from the membership, came through yeah. in a resolution. Yeah. You're planning the structure of the mm -hmm. first year. Mm -hmm. um, I know for us, we would go back and forth like themes, conversation. Yeah. What do we want? Who do we want to? And we've sort of landed on folks that we meet and folks that we think that are interesting and those are people that we just want to have conversations mm -hmm. with. Now for your podcast, mm -hmm. it's more about like the committee, the actual like some of the like some of the actual QP members mm -hmm. talking about QP issues. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a sort of like schedule that you're already thinking ahead or is it like oh, really yeah. reflexive? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when we first started, uh, when we all got together and we started really talking about it, um, it took a few months before we re even recorded our first episode. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we first got together, we kind of came up with like a list of topics that we really want to talk about because we also want to use our podcast as a way to like educate people if they don't know about certain issues. So we really just kind of took these, po these topics that we thought were really interesting to us and we thought would be interesting to the membership and we've kind of gone from there. And it's evolved a lot, like it's been mm. just over two years. Um, so yeah, so we just kind of think about like what's an emerging issue. The one that uh, you were talking about that we did last year was about convention, so we called it the convention baseball one. So the reason we did that is because we recognize that we're probably gonna have like, like I'm sure that you're seeing this in your locals as well, but locals are being made up of brand new executives and people that perhaps have not been to a convention before. And so we created that one because we thought people aren't gonna know 
anything about a convention, how it runs, what it's about. The they won't know like what the voting is or you know when you're electing someone, why people are banging on the tables, and um, like what are all these different caucuses, and it can be incredibly overwhelming. So we created that one because we thought, well, people will want to know what's going on, and as a way to educate. So that's based like kind of where we're coming from is we really want to talk about like important issues, but also educate people at the same time. It's funny that you're talking about the banging on the table. Yeah. We were, uh, as a committee, we were talking about, and again, we we're like, when will we find the time to fill all of these like YouTube shorts or TikTok <laughs> videos? Yeah. But basically, like, uh, you know, I remember my first one being like, uh, what's a mic muffin? Is yes. it the muffin at the mic that you get when yes. it's like, first time speaker, thanks for my muffin? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you, are you allergic to nuts? We won't give you yeah. the one with the nuts. Have a blueberry. Exactly. No. <laughs> and like, yeah, the, yeah, the banging, the shame. The, yeah. you know, the like uh, formality of introductions yeah. and forgetting that. And oh, yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, for first time speakers, like, and I, and I so feel for them because people think I can talk so effortlessly, and I do, but that doesn't mean I'm not without the nerves. I've just managed to overcome the nerves. Oh, I shake every time. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you'll see a first-time speaker just vibrating. Yes. And you're like, it's all good. Yeah. Like, we I'm were all so there. sorry. Yeah. We were all there. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I would like to do, like, a fictional <laughs> convention episode. <laughs> all the crazy things that could happen oh at convention gosh. that we've seen but out of context yes yeah <laughs> one thing that didn't happen at our convention this year there wasn't a there was no challenge to the chair which was like wow wow good for you guys i know we definitely had one uh <laughs> <laughs> more than one we don't have to get into it we don't have to get into it yeah i just was like this was like something no because we talked about that in the podcast like what does that mean because a lot of people don't know what that right. means challenge the chair. Yeah, yeah 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 that and then it didn't happen and we're like well at least people know what it means now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, we, we were able to launch like Zoom rooms, which were basically like a bit of a presentation and questionnaire. And those went really well. And we they were for young workers, but we were like, anyone can come. There were many not young workers yeah. because they just have never been. Yeah. So I think that's um, kind of one of the cool things about our committee is like, yes, our focus is obviously for young folks, but like we understand that everyone's learning at all different times. Totally. So. Um, have you ever had, when you've been recording, like any feedback that you were like, oh no, like we've done something to, have you ever had negative feedback? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got a letter. Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah. got a, uh, a letter. Uh, was it handwritten? Oh yeah, yeah, no, we got a letter. <gasps> oh, I mean, that makes it letter. like really passionate though. It, I'd almost be happy except sad. It, <laughs> it's, uh, it, uh, I don't want to go into details about it. No, of course um, not. It was it was someone was just using the opportunity to vent. Yeah, it and was I not about our podcast specifically, yeah. but it was like we had done a, a a podcast episode on a specific topic, and this person just did not like what we had to say about that topic. Yeah, yeah. And so they just used it as a space to vent. We were like, okay. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Like people have opinions, and that's fine. Well, Carry that's on. the thing is, I'm finding that I think. Um, like I'm trying to take it when people have reactions like that to like any initiatives and stuff that you bring to the table mm -hmm. as an actual opportunity like that person probably just wants to be heard yes. and listened to yes um, and like maybe that's a time to sort of like bring them into the fold mm -hmm. or ask their opinion mm -hmm. and that's sort of a circle back and because we're so new we haven't had it but we want to encourage listeners to like 
uh, in the future, even hopefully like drop us voice memos, like drop okay. whatever, like give us comments like that, yeah. typewritten, emailed, yeah. uh, ideas for shows, ideas for yeah. topics, like because it is, you know, a way to be involved and also totally. you can disagree. That's totally fine. Oh, totally. <laughs> and that's, there was a couple other instances where we've gotten emails and stuff where we've been able to, like with the person who wrote the letter, they didn't give us th any information about them. So we couldn't connect right, with them. Right, anonymous, okay. But we have had like people send us emails with feedback or suggestions or information. Or one thing that I really like that I, like someone came up to me at, I was at one of our schools and they came up to me and they said, you know, um, I love the, I love uh, your podcast, but you leave so we always say if you have ideas or questions or other uh, podcast topics you'd like to hear, um, email us and then we leave our email at the end. And she mm -hmm. said it would actually be more beneficial if you did that at the beginning. Uh, yeah, and we yeah. were like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, and if you could spell it, that would be helpful. And I was like, that's super good feedback. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And so we took that back and now we make an honest effort that at the beginning and at the end, like every intro and every outro, we say you can contact us and then go through the whole thing. That's smart. And I think because we're already making podcasts to be more accessible, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we have to think about like the needs of communities that often access podcasts. Yeah. So if that's spelling out a link, then you spell out the link. Yeah. Um, show notes, obviously, oh, for yeah. people that can go <laughs> and look in there. Yeah. Um, have you ever done like anything that's sort of exterior to the podcast? Like, is it just a podcast? Do you have a website? Do you have social media? Not How does that yet. work? Like we're working on it. Yeah. Um, so right now it's just the podcast. It gets yeah. um, so produced by Brianna, Tiffany and myself. And then we have an editor. Uh, his name is Mohammed. He makes us sound fantastic. Um, uh, and then we like through QP Ontario, we are able to put it out through their like e-blast and social media and that kind of stuff. So we just utilize what they have in yeah. order to put it out. But eventually we have had conversations about like what would an Instagram look like? Mm -hmm. What would a Twitter look like? What would a website look like? Yeah. Um, we just haven't been able to really figure that out quite yet. We're in the so. same boat as you. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a learning. I think because it's different when you're starting a podcast on your very own mm -hmm. versus with your union mm -hmm. and how to best represent the membership, mm -hmm. but sort of stay true to the vision that you you know, intended mm -hmm. the thing to be. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit of a balancing act. Yeah. It takes time, right? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Another piece of advice I wanna just like go back on, which you guys might be interested in too, mm -hmm. is we had someone um, uh, connect with one of us and say, oh, uh, you know, it would be really great for people who are hearing impaired if you could have transcripts. Mm -hmm. And we were like, Okay, cool. So we've tried to really incorporate those two. There are times where we're doing interviews. We do the interviews using Zoom, so we can't get that transcript. Um, but the software that we use, we can normally get one out of that too. So we really were trying to make it as accessible as possible yeah. for folks, right? And really break down those barriers so then it can be beneficial to, to everybody. But we only know those things when people tell us. Exactly. Well, that's an amazing idea. Thanks. I, I feel like You're we uh, are in a knowledge creation session. Yeah, right I know. <laughs> Brainstorming all of the things. Exactly. <laughs> I, I really like to give advice. Like that is why like you want it, you want questions, you want you want someone to give you answers and give you advice. That is like my favorite thing. Well, especially because you've done, like it's, it's very nice when people who have done the work want to yeah. share that knowledge. So we thank you so much. Oh yeah. Is there a podcast uh, subject, theme, episode, idea that you have in your head that you really want to do, but you're oh, not yeah. sure it would be a QP appropriate one. 
N not that it wouldn't be QP appropriate. We just don't know. I just don't know where the interest level would be. Is we really want to do one on um, menstrual products and access to menstrual products? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have talked about it, but we just are like. It's not that we don't think, we just don't necessarily know if all the audiences would appreciate it as much. Um, but yeah, that's been one that's been on our list since like day one when we came up with our topic list. It's always been there. So we've touched on it through podcasts. Like we've talked about it a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to like sprinkle it through instead of dedicating like an entire podcast episode to it. So I mean, I would listen to an episode on it if, as long as it was fun. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm like overjoyed every time I go into like a bathroom stall yeah. and there's menstrual products there. Give it Even if I don't need them, I'm no. just like, oh, yes, why isn't it, you know, and it's funny because we have, you know, these workplaces and these employers who purport to be, you know, just so accommodating oh, and just like God. so, so progressive oh, and like, and you're like, you can't even give me free menstrual products. Yeah, how and progressive are you really? Have more than half of your workforce is women. Yeah. Like I. Or people who menstruate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. Come on. I, I'm down for that. Yeah, so I, do I don't know if we'll, <laughs> thank you. We, we really want to, but I think it's just figuring out how to make it interesting to everybody. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's one. I mean, I feel like if you fill a room with a comedian, a feminist comedian, yeah. and some experts and yeah. yourselves, It'll be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really great. Yeah, I haven't, like, we've been very lucky that we've sort of, because it's our first year and we mm -hmm. have so many, we're like, oh, you'll be fun to talk to. You'll be fun. Yeah, to. Yeah. So we haven't got to the point where it's like a huge sticking issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, there's like topics, I think, that especially in our union with our growing pains and we have amazing new leadership, mm -hmm. but we're like, ah, oh, I want to do like a gossip form forum. But you know, you can't, like, it's really hard to do that. So we, we kind of sort of did the one. We try to sprinkle it in yeah. to be, stay a little spicy, yeah. keep people on their edge, but we totally. encourage you to have these conversations with other members. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, we also don't do, uh, we don't always interview people. There's been time frames where we just, it's just been us talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and we have to figure that out going forward. So I'm not sure. So with Opsu Young Workers, we get uh, reelected or not every two years. Yes. So with, is it the same with QP? Like, yeah. how does your structure work at QP for the Young Worker Committee? Yeah. So I should also say, like, I'm not on the Young Worker Committee. Right. I aged yes. out. Uh, so <laughs> just so just so there's no confusion. So I think Opsu, you guys have uh, yours is up to 35. Yeah. Ours is up to 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Or 30 and under. Yeah. So if you're elected on your 30th birthday, yes. you can stay for two years. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I um, yeah. It is every two years, but it's not at our convention. There's actually for all of our equity committees. So I'm, I really hope I don't miss one. But there's the young workers, um, not the women's committee. They are elected at their own conference. Um, they are an equity committee, mm -hmm. but they're their own conference. The racial justice committee, um, our pink triangle, which is our LGBTQI uh, plus workers with disabilities, and I'm missing one. Young workers. Do you have like a um, something to do with uh, environment. We have a climate justice committee. Yeah, climate justice yeah, yeah, yeah. committee. They're yeah. not an equity seeking committee, but they're a great okay. committee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so all of our equity seeking committees are the members are elected at the Human Rights Conference every two years. And then the chair of those committees is elected every two years at the CUPE Ontario Convention. 
Okay, interesting. So different structure so than us. Very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So our, our climate justice committee, though, uh, they we just uh, have a climate justice committee now, and I'm going to give a shout out to them and their climate justice toolkit. Um, if your locals are looking for anything to do with yeah. like bargaining language or tools for how you can incorporate climate justice into your workplaces. The Climate Justice Toolkit is awesome. They presented at our conference. I remember going through the different committees at QP and being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why don't we have yeah. this one yet? And I'm like, okay, that's for later, Megan. Yeah, like, yeah. You have like 30 years left in the union. Like you can, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. QP has a northern members Oh, yeah, we have a group. northern. Yeah, we have a northern Amazing. Ontario uh, uh, We have a northern Ontario rep who sits on our executive board. Um, and then they have their own conference called the Northern Ontario QB Conference. So it's called the NOC. Uh, they have that every two years, I think. I can't remember. COVID has messed my brain up a lot on when things happen. Uh, you don't have to explain COVID fog to, to me. I, I, I suffer from it every day. Yeah, I just don't remember <laughs> when things happen now because some things were done virtually, some things were not, some things are in person. I just don't remember the timelines anymore. But anyways, yes. I mean, the dates of our own podcast, the timelines are very blurred. So <laughs> don't worry about that. What's cool too is at the NOC uh, is where they elect the young worker representative who will sit on the young workers committee. Because our historically, the human rights conference has happened in Toronto or in the South, and it's really hard for folks in the North to access. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of years ago, I, I don't even remember what year it was anymore, because again, COVID brain, COVID fog. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a, a resolution or a constitutional amendment that hit the floor at our conference saying, like, basically, we want the, the Northern Ontario um, QP convention, the NOC, uh, that's where the, the young worker rep should be elected because it's easier for them to go to that. You, We might send one, maybe perhaps none, not because we don't want to, just because it's really hard for us to access it. Yeah. So we broke down that barrier too by doing that. So we always will have a Northern Ontario young worker representative in the young workers committee. That's amazing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I can't remember if QP, QP doesn't have a precarious working committee. That might be another union I saw. No, but that's cool. So yeah, I saw that oh, and I was thinking, mm, maybe that'll be my next project. That sounds I so feel cool. like I'm gonna be precariously employed for the rest of my, oh my God. life. Well, and that's something that like I talked about like at our convention is this like, you know, we have our, our, one of the big things, the big themes that I, I felt coming at a convention was people just want easier access to education. Mm -hmm. And I want to educate the masses. Mm -hmm. So you want the education, I'll get it to you, but how do I get it to you? And one of the issues was, and someone had brought this up to me, was like, I have three jobs. And I'm like, dude, same. I had three jobs for like 13 years. This is the first time in my life I've only had one, but I get it. But they're like, so I have to give up a shift to attend a health and safety educational but that means that I'm giving up making money at my other job that is not QP unionized to take this education that will better my workplace that I'm currently working at that I need to go to to put food on the table. It's just like, I'm just like, ah, it's so hard. Yeah. And then ha it, like it also becomes a logistical nightmare when you're trying to run uh, an executive. I've toyed with the idea of joining the executive, but I'm like, what happens if I'm away for months? Mm -hmm. That's already being complicated as I'm a steward in my department. I'm a bit more uh, generous with my time, which we'll see how that plays out in the long term. Uh, but I, you know, they can text me and call me. My members in my department, they know even if I'm not there. But 
not everyone can do that. No. I'm in a very lucky position where I can do that. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, that's something to think about. Precarious worker committees. I love that. <laughs> now I want to kind of switch gears and talk about podcasts in general because they are massive, I think, especially mm -hmm. with our demographic. Yeah. Uh, I am old now, an old young worker. So I feel like the- We'll have to talk about who's the oldest young worker. The here. Gen Z. Uh, <laughs> might be time between you two. I mean, our special guests, shout out over there. <laughs> uh, I mean, Henry, I feel like in dog years, you oh, beat yeah. us all. <laughs> he does. Um, there is okay. a dog in the studio just for listeners <laughs> to know. <laughs> They're like, who's Henry? I will even describe him. He's a large, beautiful, big tan dog. He's a mastiff of some sort. And, uh, but I don't see him as a mastiff. I see him as a little person. Anyways, but he's a working dog. So he also I dog. need to, he has work and he's yes. on the job right now. So yes, sorry, Henry. respectful of his work. Sorry, Henry, to <laughs> distract you. Um, a podcast in general, I uh, listen to them all the time, but I listen to so many different ones. Some of them are labor focused. Some of them are just fun, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed an uptick in more labor-focused mm -hmm. ones. I'm thinking especially it's gaining huge uh, traction online um, upstream, oh. I believe. And it's one that one of our committee members introduced to me, oh, cool. um, our committee member, Liam. Mm -hmm. And they talk a lot about unionizing, but also just uh, progressive leftist politics. Okay. Um, so just one, like, do you listen to any podcasts? strengths, weaknesses of like the labor podcasts that are out there. It's kind of your general, I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like I'm kind of new to the yeah. podcast game, so. I mean, like, I also feel like I'm new. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to feel like I'm new for forever. Um, one that I really like uh, is Cocktails and Capitalism. Oh, yes. I have I heard that one. I love so that one because it's got, like, a very different vibe to it. And I also like that they create a cocktail. And it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So if you're a non-alcoholic, you can just take the alcohol out. But I just, I really like that one because, you know, I think it, it, it has the ability to pull people in and talk about like leftist things, but then it's also like, here's a fun drink <laughs> as a bonus. Um, and it's just such a fun vibe. Like I just, I, f I really like listening to that one cause it's just, a, it's really fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, I think that an, not, it's just like a overarching issue. It's not specific to individual podcasts is that I feel like the right controls so much media. I think they're just really good at it too. It, like, which is unfortunate. Of course it is, it's it, crazy. <laughs> but like, I'm so fascinated by how thing, like how we can just steal those tactics, mm -hmm. right? Because it is sort of like a populist essential mm -hmm. uh, umbrella mm -hmm. thing that they can do. And I'm like, oh, so how do I steal this, mm -hmm. make it better and use it mm -hmm. to benefit people that actually you know, have the progressive politics. Totally. And it's just like, it's frustrating because they control so much, uh, with controlling the media, they control so much of the narrative. So I think it's just difficult for these left podcasts to get, really get out and get traction. Mm -hmm. Not because they're not fantastic, but it's just hard with that barrier. Yeah. So well, one day. Especially when it comes, even I would say, because um, you were talking about education. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're a lover of education. I am as well. But I think that they've also sort of uh, gobbled up a bit of that sector of, of media as, as in education. Um, and it's kind of uh, problematic and troublesome because of the way that they can agitate a base to do things like protest mm -hmm. drag story time. Yes. Um, Which is 
awful. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's so gross. But to that point, I'm like, well, then how do we, you know, take those tactics to, you know, protest uh, like an arms convention taking place in Ottawa that sells mm -hmm. weapons to other mm -hmm. places in the world, mm -hmm. like to, you know, use our base to sort of help the marginalized and uh, folks that are, you know, I don't want to say the victims of <laughs> North America, but that's kind of what it yeah. feels like. Um, there's also a really cool podcast that, um, if we're going to talk about education, that's quite neat. It's called Working Class History. I think I, I think I know that one. So they've done a good job, sort of straddling like Instagram, and this is where I was sort of talking about like maybe mm -hmm. podcasts have to kind of branch into those realms mm -hmm. to have like a bit of both yeah they have to different facets exactly yeah. so I was sort of impressed with their ability to use Instagram because they do daily posts for the histories today oh. in history this happened at the garment that. workers factory yeah, yeah. this and it's international yeah yeah and they also started making a project and it's a mapping project where you can click on a map and see like labor events that oh. happened a riot happened in this street when the workers walked out that from the workplace so cool. yeah and i think that's a really interesting initiative mm. um that i mean time capacity but like i'm like oh my god amazing Opsu. amazing <laughs> we need to do all another of another one that i like too and i don't i haven't listened to it in a while i have to admit but and I don't know if they're still doing episodes or not. But is nevertheless she persisted? Oh, I've not heard of this one. Ooh, so I love a long name title like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a history one. So it talks about like women who like moved mountains in history, and like there was an episode about how women were called witches at one point. It like did a deep dive. But then they also have like some comedic portions to them as well, mm -hmm. and they'll pull in people talking about these women like the what which one for example they'll talk about them but the, it's a you're listening to someone who's doing comedy about it yeah so it's just really it's that other facet too i don't know if it's still around or not but it's it's great it was it was so good and it's entertaining and i think that's the other thing is like pocket you can't people have a hard time just listening to other people talk yeah you need to make it like entertaining and engaging so it's like if someone is just talking on and on and on and no inflection in their voice and they're just talking monotone i'm not going to listen to that mm -hmm. I, I don't like being talked at and okay. i don't think a lot of people like being talked at i think you really need to talk about things that are interesting and like i said engaging but then have like the laughing moments have like the and i think a part of podcasting too is that like you really want your listeners to feel like they know you. Yeah. And that like they know your life and stuff. So when we're doing QPcast, we'll often drop like drop in like, you know, Tiffany's a mother and so she'll mention like, oh, you're hearing Zoe cry in the background. Like, sorry about that. Like I'm yeah. I'm home on my own with her today or um, Brianna has birds and every so often the birds decide <laughs> to get loud. <laughs> um, I have cats. <laughs> They're annoying. They're adorable. <laughs> I normally close the door, but like, you know, sometimes I don't. And you know, so we try to like really pull people into our lives and like, you know, when my partner and I got engaged, we talked, we brought that in. So like we, that way people get to know you too. So they also are developing a relationship with you as well, mm -hmm. which I think is important. Tidbits, yeah. I feel like. Just drop a little. I feel like I uh, do a little bit of that. I mean, yeah. they already know that I'm perpetually late yeah. to everything, uh, that I am constantly looking for employment. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the listeners are aware. And that you just went to your first baseball game. I did. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Um, I'm so happy for you. It's funny that you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned comedy. Anyways, sorry, <laughs> very weird segue. But I think that's another thing that 
I'm starting to see like a little bit more, which is like leftist perspective, not maybe quite worker based, but like comedians. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing. I'm like, why did it take us so long to get to this point? Um, I mean, I do think there's a history there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the folks that I think about a lot, which still resonates with a lot of people, is like George Carlin. Mm -hmm. Like he spoke to a lot of working class mm -hmm. issues. Um, and I am happy to see a little more of that. And I think that's also breaking into the podcast world. Mm -hmm. um, I think we should have like a open mic oh stand-up night. People do like their terrible bits. What a good idea. Could be fun. I don't it know. Next <laughs> Young Workers hey. Conference. Can I, <laughs> <laughs> can I be a guest? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to can. just come and watch that. Of course you can. <laughs> Our guest list gets bigger every time. Yeah. Okay. I'm the, sorry. The, no, it's good. <laughs> Eventually they'll have to accommodate us to go to a bigger venue and have more hey. more guests. We're happy with that. That's a good problem to have. I think so. Those are problems you want to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor, I feel like I've been ignoring you this whole time. I'm just really enjoying the engaged conversation. <laughs> you know? I know both of you quite well, and so to watch two of my uh, union siblings like get to know each other, it's really interesting. <laughs> come from two different parts of my world. So yeah. Aww, that's our like worlds a, Yeah, my worlds collide often. And uh, inside this labor movement, you know, I've, I've been around a very long time, but you talked about a lot of things today that hit close to home for me. Like I was precariously employed at several ops of environments before I could become active uh, in inside child welfare, inside child treatment, any things that correlated with my job as a frontline child and youth worker led me to not be able to be an activist. And it also leads to some trends like people that are empaths, people that are in helping roles are incredibly hard to organize because, you know, it's really hard to make you care about your own working rights when you're working in somebody's home or you're working in an environment that's shaped to meet their needs, it's harder, it's harder to then ensure that you're meeting your own needs. And there are so many gaps that we have in several industries with precarious work, with so many other things that I think affect young people and our ability to like reach that like white picket fence goal. And like our expectations and our realities are very different than our parents were. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do this work and that's why we fight for that like intergenerational, interunion solidarity because people are power. We have people power and we're trying to, you know, fight governments and do the things that we need to do and it starts at tables just like this yeah. with really passionate individuals that are gonna change the world. Aww. Yeah, it's interesting actually that reminds me of what you said, Bernie, that like the workers were having a hard time getting time off. Mm -hmm. And I like even this situation I was able, I'm only working part time so I was able to shift my schedule mm -hmm. but like I'm not being paid to be here today. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I still will go to work tomorrow. If it helps stay is my day off because exactly. I work shift yeah. work. That's the th and exactly, yeah. like, if you work shift work, especially if you're in like healthcare, I have, oh, a, yeah. I have a bunch of friends that are uh, paramedics, mm -hmm. like oh my god, what a hard <laughs> I'm like I have the easiest job. <laughs> Compared to all of y'all. You like, get used to the shifts. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so. I mean, my I came from a shift worker family. No one was home ever. I just, yeah. you know. <laughs> Someone's home, but never at the same time. Or they're sleeping, so you open the door and you're like, like so <laughs> quietly yeah. trying to prepare dinner because someone has to wake up and work midnights. Yeah. Like, oh, it's crazy. And I think that's going to be an even... I don't think that's a problem getting solved anytime soon. Oh no! I think it's gonna get a bit a bit nuttier before we figure this mm -hmm. out. So oh for sure. Yeah, either at the bargaining table we keep fighting for more full time bargaining unit positions yes. or regular part time yes. work, or at least consistency in schedule. Exactly, and stop losing. I mean, even oh my goodness, even workplaces that will give you your schedule, you know, 
the weekend or the the day before the weekend of the shift taking place, like how do you plan your oh, life? I'm like, I can't. Sometimes I feel like you know, hundred years ago, I'm like a man. I'm going to the docks. I'm like, is there work today, Jim? <laughs> and the Aww. foreman, Jim's like, nah. Nah, Bob, you gotta go home. There's no work. And I'm like, that's gonna, that's next. I'm gonna show up to my employer and be like, hi, is there work today? And they'll be like, no, you came five minutes too late. Someone just beat you in line. And I'll be like, damn it. We have a language against that in our collective agreements, though. I feel like that, and we do, but I mean, even my employer pushes it to the limit. That's what they're supposed to do. And that's why I have to segue to always be grieving. Anyways. Grieve all the things. You gotta just, you gotta just grieve, guys. Okay, nothing will change if your employer is messing up things in your collective agreement. Just grieve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get to these tables too. <laughs> that's how <laughs> I did a grievance. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I uh, have a grievance going to arbitration. I think I'm allowed to say that because I don't know anything that's happening with I it. We're just in mystery that. land. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you can say that it's going. Absolutely right. nerve wracking. Oh. I've never done that before, it's, it's but also very excited. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, "Do you think the employer is going to disappear you after your grievance?" And I'm like. What do you know that I don't know? Oh my know? gosh. I'm like, has that happened before? <laughs> and they're like, and I guess like emotionally, yeah. Like emotionally you could go through the process, have to go back the, to work the next week and be like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of here. So I get that. But I do <laughs> love this idea. I mean, I love a good conspiracy theory. I so I love this idea that people are getting disappeared after going to arbitration <laughs> for their grievances. <laughs> I'm like, how can I flip that on its head and like make a good conspiracy theory about employers? They gotta be out there, just like <laughs> the employer eats babies at lunchtime. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to weaponize the tactics <laughs> for our own good. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, Amelia, no. did you have anything else you wanted to add? I feel like I could talk about podcasts all day, but I also could talk all day. <laughs> I also love podcasts. <laughs> so I was wondering if you have anything um, going forward for your podcast, like QBcast, if there's anything you guys want to be specifically focusing up on your next episode. Yeah. So our uh, episode that's coming up in July, and I, 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 I'm sure I can say this, but whatever. It, yeah, yeah, it's coming up. Your episode might not be out in July. Oh, so okay, cool. You can whatever. say it. it'll be in so, the past now. Yeah, so uh, future now, past when you hear it, when listeners hear uh, We're doing an episode on Emancipation Day and uh, Carnival, which will be super cool. And then in August, uh, something that I'm really excited about is so um, I'm not sure how it works with OPSU too, too much, but with QP, you have. Um, District councils, so we have QP councils. We have area councils. Okay, so sort of the same, similar. Mm -hmm. And you're split into areas, we just go based on like, Niagara. I'm from Niagara, so mm -hmm. Niagara, Hamilton, whatever. Um, so the Niagara District QP Council, they have a women's committee, and the women's committee, uh, last year we did a podcast with them, but we did it virtually, like via Zoom. Um, but this year we're gonna do a live podcast with them, like in real life. Um, in real time. In real life, with wow. like an audience and everything. So like I'm real, they're gonna be there, well. and they're gonna be like, you know, we're hoping to have, I'm not sure how it's gonna be set up yet, like the logistically, but like, you know, um, Brianna and Tiffany and I will be talking about whatever women's issues we choose to talk about, which is probably where we'll throw menstrual equity in there, and then, um, or other, and other things, and then. Talk about IUDs, that shit's way too expensive. Uh, 
I <laughs> I literally cannot with the if men menstruated, it would be so different. The access to yeah. these things would be drastically different. Yeah. And I can go on about this. I made my partner pay half of my IUD. Good for you. That's what we I love that. Otherwise, have why? you Okay. Do you follow they used to be called the elephant in the womb? No. Now they're called, uh, uh, they changed their name on Instagram. It's Victoria Alexander. Okay. Wonderful human. Yes. Wonderful human who like talks about menstrual equity and like. I would follow them right now. Yeah. If I wasn't forced to turn off my phone for this episode because yeah. of rudely interrupting a previous one. So, well, well, <laughs> well you'll, you just remember Victoria Alexander. I'll remind you after this is over. Amelia writes million notes. Amazing. Thank you, Amelia. <laughs> Great. And she makes jewelry out of IUDs. Not used ones. Whoa! <laughs> Not used ones. I mean. And if it's if it's sterilized, it's, yes, whatever. And and uh, they also have like uh, pronoun jewelry, amazing, so cool, and um, fun shirts that have to fun sayings and whatnot. And then um, the proceeds uh, that are like fr made from all of this uh, goes towards. Um, purchasing period products, and then she ships, ships them to people in Northern Canada. This is so cool. Thank I you know. so much for sharing this. You're welcome. So anyways, yeah, I kind of got really a bit of a tangent. No, that's my fault. I'm the no, tangent person. This happens yeah. to me all the time. It's called like squirrels. It's fine. It happens. Or sometimes you just kind of go into a ditch. Now we are getting back out of the <laughs> ditch. But anyways, the podcast that I'm excited for is when we do our live podcast. So it'll be with the um, Niagara District QP Council Women's Committee. I'm sure there will be other people invited as well. Mm -hmm. um, we're having it in Niagara because conveniently, um, QP Ontario's executive board has a meeting um, at the end of August. So we've timed them up so we have space so everyone will be there. And I'm really excited for that. Have you done a podcast in front of an audience before? Only on Zoom. <laughs> okay, okay. But that's, yeah. I mean, you had a little bit of an intro. And our podcasts are not set up in this format as well. Like we don't sit at yeah, a you're table, doing it at home. we do it totally like at home. So it's like we've never done one together with yeah. all of us in the same so room. So for listeners, we actually have a studio booth um, at Opsu head office here in Toronto. Um, and just as a reminder, like I live and work here, but our producer Amelia actually comes in from Thunder Bay um, and benevolently stays at her parents' house. Thank you, Amelia, for your sacrifice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Also, uh, her family throw Polish food at me every time and uh, I'm very happy for that. Thank you. Um, Taylor, our chair, who got to come in today, also drove in from London, Ontario. Well, outside of London, Ontario. You know, I, I, I really felt that the first time I met Taylor. I was like, <laughs> I'm in London, yay, my long drive is over. And then 45 minutes later, it keeps there. going <laughs> <laughs> on a different 400 series highway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the opposite direction. A little beer. A little beer. <laughs> It's flat out there, guys. I mean, <laughs> it is a flat. Why? What happened to most of the trees? Like it is. There's it some is a in drive. the city. There's yeah. trees. The forest city. Yeah. That's what I. That's where I come from. Oh, <laughs> we are literally known as the, the forest, forest city. city. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> an artist run down. Uh, an artist run center down there called the Forest City Gallery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and of course, uh, our guest has come in from Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah. So, or Niagara area, I yeah. should say. Wine country. Yes. <laughs> so much wine. Speaking of which, weird question time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah? So you yes. ready for it? I'm ready. I, well, now I have a great idea. Niagara Wines, hit us up. Oh my what gosh. Got? I got so many. <laughs> Buckle up. Maybe flip your page over. <laughs> Perhaps start doing it. Okay. What do you like? Do you like reds or do you like whites? So, I am a red wine person. Okay. I also have... Um, 
uh, my partner uh, has a uh, family in Sweden, so apparently they're huge. I got into Prosecco real good over there. Mm. They called champagne. It's yeah. not, it's Prosecco, guys. You but can't whatever. be champagne unless you're from Champagne, France. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, so yeah, I'm a red. Good wines. Okay, so good wines. So for my birthday, um, I went to Konzelman. Um, Konzelman Winery is, they have the best peach wine in Niagara. They are known for peach wine. It is so good. And also, fun tip about Konzelman is they are the only winery that technically actually is on the lake, on Lake Ontario. The other wineries are like around, yeah. but Konzelman actually, like you can go into their winery, you can go up to the very top, yeah. and you can look out and you see Lake Ontario. So Konzelman's peach wine is like so good. It is so good. And then a lot of people forget about uh, Beamsville. Oh, yeah. um, Beamsville has a ton of wines and a ton of really good wines. And there's actually a place called Rosewood Winery, and they are also a meadery. So they oh. make mead. Amazing. It is so amazing. It's I do fantastic. like mead, actually. Yeah, I forgot. I always forget that mead exists. Yep. It does, and you can buy it there. Um, and then you can do samples and all the things. And they also have, um, sometimes they have like little food trucks, which is handy. And then they're beside another one that is like a little bit like higher, like price point and stuff, but like really clean, mm -hmm. uh, called Angel's Gate. Angel's Gate has really clean, like crisp wines. And then, is it do you shadow as a wine taster? I you should. like one of these? No, because then you'd be an OPSI member, LCBO, uh, you know, I was like. Oh. I have considered it. I have considered, I'm like, I don't I'm not allowed to poach people, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have considered, where else, where else, where else? Okay, if you want like, just like, I'm going out with my girlfriends or a group of people and I just want like a really fun winery and like a really fun like Instagramable wine tour, then Trius has like the most Instagramable wine tour. I did it last year. They also make a really nice rosé. Their rosé is actually pretty good. Um, Gretzky's is right beside them. Um, Gretzky's has one of my favorite wines. Is it's a uh, so Gretzky's winery. Um, they make whiskey as well, and so they make a Chardonnay and one of their red wines. But I can't remember what it is right now. Um, I'm blanking on the name because I actually don't drink red wine because it makes me sick. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know a lot about red wines, but. Um, they have, so they take their whiskey barrels and then they age their Chardonnay and whatever this red oh, wine in is those in those barrels. I have had one of their It drinks. is. It's very good. A delight. Yes, yes. It's really nice in the fall when you want like a, just a really, like for Chardonnay, it's like really buttery and like just like heavy, but like so nice. And then you get like that, like it doesn't have whiskey in it, just got that flavor. So then you get that like bite at the end. Ooh, it's so nice. I love that. Yeah, you might. I feel like uh, if anyone from the LCBO is listening, you're probably going to get contacted. Great. To, like, Hire me. There. I, this is the first time. This is the first time in my life I've only had one job. I quit. I've had literally since I graduated from high school, I've always had at least two to three jobs. Yeah. I think as we do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I finally uh, decided that I was like, I can't keep doing this yeah, to myself. It's hard. And so I, I finally, for the first time in my life, only have one job. So I mean, LCBO, hit me up because I'll totally. I mean, talking about wine all day, being sent for wine tasting classes, the that dream. That would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the dream. The dream. That would be literally so fun. And I work shift work, so that means that I only work seven days a week, so I have a lot of time off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seven in a 14-day pay period. I only work seven shifts. My goodness, it's the benefits of shift work. But yeah, I have so many more wines, but that's we'll we'll leave it at those ones. Thank you, because I could keep going forever. Well, I have two more <laughs> questions, so thank you. Okay, uh, keep going. My next question, then, I mean, we did discuss podcasts, mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you maybe for your top TV shows right now. Succession. Oh, 
<laughs> perfect choice for a podcast on working yeah. issues. No, but but I will tell you, every time they mention the union workers, I, I pause it and I cheer. <laughs> you can make it a drinking game. There you go. Oh, that's a great idea. Every yeah, time, they will yeah. mention, like, we don't want to make the union workers unhappy. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to me. Uh, I actually just like it because I think it's, like, I like the camera work in it, to yeah. be honest. I really like the camera work because it really like pulls you in. You feel like you're right there watching them. It's yeah. not like uh, you're overseeing everything you're right there. So Succession. Uh, I liked watching rich people fail upward. That uh, is also it's very validating knowing that, that you can be completely inept, but if you're wealthy, it's all good. Yeah. And the part like, well, this is- I a haven't watched it all yet. Oh, well then I can't. S- I'm, I'm in season three. No spoilers. It ended, it's in the last episode. Oh, so I sorry. Can't don't, please don't tell me. I accidentally, I someone accidentally already. Because there's lots of gifts out already of some of the like final lines that are said in I'm that show because them. they're hilariously I've muted stupid. Succession on Twitter. Good for you. <laughs> no Google alerts for Succession. No. no, no. <laughs> uh, and I am also a massive reality TV junkie. Like huge. Like, like Tiffany and I call it like junk food for your brain. It is exactly junk food for your brain, but that's why it's so addicting. I try to pick and choose because I know it's a rabbit hole. Oh, Big Brother is my favorite. I watched uh, Celebrity Big Brother because I wanted to see Tom Green, and Tom Green basically teamed up with Scaramooch, who was one of Trump's spokespersons for like a hot two weeks, and it was (gasps) probably one of the funniest seasons of Big Brother I have ever seen. I specifically like Big Brother Canada. (laughs) Deep cut. I've started watching Big Brother US, but only like a little bit, yeah. but I really like Big Brother Canada. I just wanted to see the celebrity version because they're already, you know, a yeah, little They don't out need there, to win so. the money for any reason. No, They just, just need to entertain me. Or entertain. Honestly, I think at that point, like if you're a celebrity, quote unquote, yeah. on Big Brother, you're there to entertain yourself. You're bored. Absolutely. You're not getting work as much mm-hmm. anymore. Like you, you just want to see it like a camera again in your face or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. The other one that I really like, so there's Big Brother, and then I watched The Bachelor. Ah, uh, Bachelor. A oh, bachelor, bachelor or The Bachelor? Both. I'll watch both. I remember people just being so, like, even in high school, they'd be like, did you watch it? And I'd be like, no, uh, (laughs) no. (laughs) But I feel like I could get into it. Mainly, if it's, so when they make them and they send them to other countries. Mm -hmm. So my partner um, is is Swedish Mm -hmm. in in route. So when we go there, we're there for like a month. And they have the same, like really similar reality TV shows, but like the Swedish aesthetic of it. And I can't stop laughing. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Do I understand what they're saying? Absolutely not. Um, But, and that's like, weirdly, my partner loves to watch reality shows only if they're in Swedish. I think it's probably a practicing language. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because he's like, oh, because they update uh, your language. You're like uh, weird offhand comments and strange colloquial phrases. And yeah, yeah, so I feel like he probably like if he was to speak his mother tongue, he sounds like a hundred year old man. Oh, yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's just outdated. That's what happens when you learn your language from your grandparents, basically. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like a hundred years out of date. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The best part about all this was, though, that like when I was a kid, we didn't have TV growing up. I had a TV, we just did not have cable. And like when I was I had in an antenna and I didn't have uh, high speed internet until I was no. 20. Yeah. yeah, and even like when I was in college. Um, I'm not I, that old either. There was no, there was no TV in the house when I was in college. If I wanted to watch TV. I feel like TV, that's the probably best way to study though. I didn't study. Uh, <laughs> Girl's too smart to study. You're one of those. No, I just aced the test and people are like, did you study? And you're like, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I just study. like, 
got by. I actually, like, <laughs> we talk so much about education. I'm like, I actually did not like school. I went but to school. But that doesn't mean you don't like but education. But I like, I like adult learning. And I think adult learning is very different yeah. than learning in school. Well, they don't. I, well, that's a whole other oh, podcast episode, huge. and I can't go into no, it no. because I, I'm not a fan of the public school system either. Uh, but wasn't it? Last question. Okay. Everyone guessed this question. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are like, Megan, this is so boring. But this is like a surface-level personality test because I think it's interesting to hear everyone's different answers. I can't wait. <laughs> Cuddle up with a book. Yeah. Go out on a hike and an adventure. Oh, give me a book. Yeah. All the time. I am. A, I actually am in a two book clubs, and one of them I have to read a book a week. Um, I have a goal of forty books. I have already gotten more than halfway there for this year. Where do you find the time? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, she shoves it in there. No, like, I'll, like I'm honestly, honestly. So like, first off, um, at my workplace, um, I have moments where we have quite a bit of downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner likes to say that I'm kind of in the job that is similar to a firefighter where mm-hmm. like when stuff hits the fan, mm-hmm. you're on. And when you're on, you're on for a long time. Right. And when things are just like cool, calm and collected, then you have like chill time. So there are often times where like I will be hanging out with a client and he is engaging in perhaps like water play or whatever mm-hmm. out on our, so, sorry for the listeners, I'm a developmental support service worker, so I work with adults who have disabilities in group homes. So perhaps I have a client and he's sitting out on the deck doing whatever it is that he likes to do on the deck and he's happy on his own doing his own thing and I'll sit near him and I'll just have a book. Yeah. And I can still be there if he needs something because I'm sitting right beside him or a couple, like a little bit away from letting him do his own independent thing because that's what he likes to do and I'll read my book. And then like when they're all in bed, if all of the chores are done, mm-hmm. I can read a book. Yeah. My mother was a nurse. She would either get tons of knitting done. Yes. Or no knitting. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But then the downside is, is that like when there's a couple of days in a row where I get no reading done, I have to like cram it all in a day. (laughs) So I'm up till like two in the morning finishing books. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. This was amazing. Yeah, of course. And again, thank you even to your cohort at QPcast it uh, was really helpful for us as well when we were like wanted to do this we could be like they do it let us do it yeah I mean I shouldn't say that it was a fight to get to start a podcast obviously was like great here you go (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much I know we'll be talking to you again in the future oh totally Taylor thank you for driving from London it's really nice to see your face here in the studio wish it could happen for every episode but and as always Amelia safe flight home (laughs) (laughs) thanks listeners please reach out to us because we want to hear from you our union siblings and our community comrades so we can learn and grow together let us know what issues you want us to explore this is a conversation and we want your participation you can email us at hello at pyc-obsu.org follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and facebook All the links can be found in the podcast bio. And please share and subscribe. See you next time.